and be sure to access the link in this episode for access to all It's Giving content. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of It's Giving, hosted by your boy, Brandon, open parentheses, the introvert, close parentheses. In this episode, we will be talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. Also, heads up, this review will be spoiler-free, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. I'm trying to do more so a better job at keeping out spoilers for movies that are just released uh, more than anything. So yeah, this is spoiler-free, and uh, let's start the show. So essentially, without giving away too much, the premise of the story is that Sonic along with some friends, has to basically get this Chaos Emerald, which is comprised of all these like gems together, is given Infinity Stone. Yeah, basically has to get that before Dr. Robotnik gets his hands on it. And along with Knuckles, I mean, that's not a surprise. Uh, Dr. Robotnik and Knuckles are working together to secure the Emerald and Sonic and Tails are working together to, you know, basically it's a race against time to get it. And the Chaos Emerald has the power to basically control civilization. So obviously, Dr. Robotnik wants that to control the world, if not the universe. Knuckles, I, I won't be saying his motives for it. Uh, you gonna have to watch the movie, but that's basically the premise. Infinity Stones. Now, as for the characters, Ben Schwartz plays Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not too familiar with his work outside of the Sonic. I guess now you can call it franchise, a live action franchise, but I feel like he gives some good energy to Sonic, like definitely ongoing entertainment as Sonic. However, I just feel like Sonic as a character is kind of, in this franchise, he's kind of like, I don't know, a little vanilla, very corny. I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of fresh lines that he's saying. It's just like, ha He, But I feel like his energy makes up for that because he brings it. He brings energy. He brings kind of a heart to it. So, yeah, overall, I think he pretty decent job at Sonic. Like, the kids are going to be, like, I, one thing about, at least for me, when I'm reviewing kids' movies, I always take it back to the mind of a child, you know? I was watching Like Mike literally a couple of days ago. I used to watch Like Mike pretty much almost every day as a child. It what, at four, five, six, Like Mike was everything to me. Now that I watched it as a adult, twenty five year old adult, I was just like, the movie isn't bad, but it's not that great. Like it, it's a it's a lot where I'm like, wow, I actually like. I, I didn't think twice about the graphics. I didn't think twice about the logic. I didn't think twice about the acting. I was just like this movie Academy Awards. So, but now that I'm an adult, I'm just like, it was, it, it was just riddled with a lot of stuff that probably would have put me off if I had just watched this for the first time as an adult. But as a child, like Mike was everything. Like Mike was everything. So I always try to take it back to view the movie in the mind of a child, but also put out that those valid points. And I just feel like Sonic definitely gave energy, but it was kind of a little corny. Not the movie, the well, but the actual character. Now, Jim Carrey, who played Eggman slash Dr. Robotnik, he, of course, killed it as Eggman. I feel like he killed it as Eggman um, in the first movie. His 
he's just he's unique he playing a goofy not even like he was goofy but the he was kind of a sociopath but a goofy sociopath energetic eccentric genius that's jim carrey's alleyway all the way so i feel like he was definitely exceptional as eggman and i really i could probably sit down and maybe think of some other suitable candidates for eggman but why why when you jim carrey's already playing it so i feel like that was the perfect cast choice for him and yeah i feel like kids kids need jim carrey pretty much like jim carrey really to me for me at least Jim Carrey is one of the few people that's just like, oh, it's okay to be like, you know, doing all that shit. Like, like, you know, like he made it okay. Like, oh, okay. I can do that. That's cool. I can be goofy. I can be weird. I can just do whatever the hell I want. So he kind of, for me, and I know for others as well, he kind of serves as that kind of symbol, but he took that Eggman character and made it his own, in my opinion. Uh, as an update, I didn't know how to segue, he expressed that he wanted to take a break from acting. So we don't know if he's going to be in the next Sonic movie, but he joined on to this Sonic movie because he just saw more story and more uh, uh, a chance for the character to be expanded more. He felt like the character hasn't reached its like limit. I feel like Sonic 3... Eggman needs to be maybe a supporting villain at best, definitely in some scenes for sure, but I don't think Eggman should be the lead villain in this one. I think it's going to make it a little stale um, after a certain point Um, because it's like he tried getting Sonic by himself, then he tried getting Sonic with a new character. So it's like if he, I'm not trying to make too many spoilers, but in the next movie he tries getting Sonic this time with what, uh, more robots, more drones, and more villain it's like you know it's like okay it's the same so give us something different so if he doesn't if he's not in the next one i won't be complaining i think they should definitely have it in some like scenes um but or maybe at a supporting role but given that they used him in the first two movies and jim carrey expressed a break from acting i feel like there isn't a strong there shouldn't be a strong push for like oh he needs to be a lead villain in the next movie you know so i um yeah, he killed it. He killed it. That's all I got to say. So Idris Elba, I feel like he made Knuckles kind of sexy. Like he kind of made him like he gave him some like cool. He gave him some like swag. He gave him some. I, I saw an article and I also agree with this. Like definitely gave him some gravitas. Like and he has some pretty funny lines, definitely, especially near the end. Um, But Knuckles, he uh, Knuckles. I mean, he basically made him uh, a Negro. (laughs) Um, Like, that nigga, Knuckles is like that, pretty much. Um, (laughs) I like him more than Sonic. Not in the games. Well, in the games, I I always like Knuckles, too. Like, I think Sonic was just like, Sonic! Like, he was just a little annoying, but knuckles is definitely a good foil for sonic he definitely came with the swagger and the strength and the power like and i just feel like when knuckles was in a scene you focused on knuckles when sonic is in a scene you focus 
on the movie. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I really, really love what Idris did with Knuckles and kind of just that, that British type of vibe to him too. And he, uh, Knuckles also in this movie, he played kind of a warrior. So I think Idris Elba did a great job about kind of conveying that through his character and also kind of balancing it with he was funny and he took himself too seriously, but that was kind of the what made him a little bit funny. Like he was completely oblivious to a lot because he it, he has a one tunnel mind. So, um, yeah, I really, really love Knuckles. I'm really looking forward to him in the next uh, movies. And um, also, apparently, there's going to be a spinoff focusing on Knuckles and voiced by Idris Elba. So I definitely see a lot going for Knuckles. And he he took knuckle like I didn't know I didn't know how to feel I didn't know how to feel because for one I think with video game characters it's hard to imagine a voice and there's so much talent out there you can really take those voices anywhere and you could have done a traditional like meathead type of like buff type of. I guess, not even actor, but like kind of voice for Knuckles, like a traditional stereotypical, like I'm strong. But I feel like Knuckles had a lot of finesse. I feel like Idris Elba made him more of a complicated and complex character. He could have easily just been like, I'm strong, you know, but they gave him a whole backstory. They gave him motives. Like he was definitely a multi-dimensional character and I really love that and of course Idris Elba he had he's had experience with voice acting as well so he's he I think he killed it in this role too like I really love seeing uh Jim Carrey's Eggman and I really love seeing Knuckles in the entire movie so good job that was corny I'm so awkward and next we have Colleen O'Shaughnessy I believe it's an Irish name but I'm confident it's around the pronunciations around that. My fault if it's not. But she plays, uh, she voices Miles uh, Tails Prower, uh, otherwise known as just Tails. And she's actually a traditional voice actress. She's voiced Tails since 2014 in the animated series Sonic Boom, which went from 2014 to 2017. And she's also played uh, Tails in video games as well. So if I didn't say that before. Uh, so I feel like Tails, it was, she definitely gave Tails a, I feel like a very classic voice for Tails. Tails is a brainy, kind of insecure, um, but very, a huge heart, very nerdy, but cute character. And I feel like she kind of put in a, in a good kind of like, I don't even, I love Tails. Like Tails was kind of one of the <laughs> characters I resonate with when I was younger. So I I don't want to say Tails is a good sidekick for Sonic. I think he's a good supporting friend for Sonic. And I, I think she also did a very good job with voice. I mean, she she's had experience since 2014. So voicing this literal character. So I think it was a no-brainer uh, casting her as Tails. And I think Tails helped Sonic with insecurity and fragility and just to I don't know I feel like it's okay to not have it together all the time it's okay to be afraid sometimes and I feel like Tails kind of gives him that support to do that 
and support to kind of rely on others. So that was really cool to see. And yeah, she also did an excellent job as Tails. And next we have James Marden, Marsden, who plays Tom Wachowski and Tika Sumter as Maddie Wachowski. Uh, I mean, they were there. Tika, I'm going to always support you, but we're going to have to get you off of these. You play a white character, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and you're with a, you know, you're married to a white man. And, you know, uh, I'm referring to Mixed Dish. I didn't even see Mixed Dish like that, but I know she played Bo's mom on Mixed Dish. And I don't even want to get into that, <laughs> all of the dynamics on that one. But Tika, we're going to find you some roles where you can play you know you know not being that so it I just feel like I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know I'm really not trying to put too much quote-unquote politics into it but I just they're them as a couple is just kind of like not I don't want to say not believable I feel like they were fine as playing like a couple but it was just like, I don't know. They didn't seem to compliment each other that well. I, it was just like a, I don't know. I viewed them as two separate individuals, to be honest. It, it was like, uh, and I feel like they didn't give Tika a lot of great lines. And this is me personally. Maybe I'm too critical, but I just feel like they didn't give her too many great lines. And I don't know. The, both both of their lines were kind of head-ass to me. Like, it was just like, oh, okay. Uh, she has some good action scenes. Like she definitely, she's not just there. She actually helps move the plot along and stuff in this one. But I don't know. I'm just the Wachowskis. It just seems very, very, I don't know. They whitewash her character. You know, like they don't, you wouldn't even know she was pretty much black if you weren't looking. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm still processing how I feel feel about that like even in the last movie i was just like uh i guess but then this is where i sit down and say this is a kids movie kids aren't really thinking about that they're just here for a good time so let me not do too much they were okay i feel like tika though some of the stuff and him too james marzen i feel like they just it, it was like they were reading from a script that's what it was i feel like idris elba's really acting Ben, uh, not Jim Carrey is acting, and we're about to get to Natasha Rothwell in a minute. But they were just, it was just like, babe, we have to get Sonic, he's our family, he's our child, they're gonna ruin the world, we have to save him. Like, it was kind of like that, pretty much. Like, one note, it was like, uh, I guess. And then the fact they gotta be called the Wachowskis, I'm like, girl, you better get yourself a nigga. But overall, they were there. You know, I didn't, I just, let me stop. Cause I, I feel like sometimes I get too like mean, but I don't feel like I'm being mean. I feel like y'all, once y'all see it, y'all will agree with me as well. But that was them, the Wachowskis. So last but not least, we have Natasha Rothwell, who plays Rachel, who is Maddie Wachowski's sister. Uh, Maddie is played by Tika Sumter once again, but yeah, she, she makes Rachel a lot of fun. And she was funny in the first movie, but in this movie, they give her more of a plot and um, an actual story, I guess, of sorts. So she has a lot of great, 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 great action scenes. And 
she really i feel like she makes the movie fun at least more fun like i don't know down to earth fun not the you know of course you know when there's scenes with sonic and knuckles and tails and eggman all of them fighting that's its own action fun scenes but this one she kind of allows the audience to kind of not she does but i guess her story allows the audience to kind of take a break it's connected uh with sonic's adventures and stuff but i do feel like it does allow us to kind of take a break from the, let's get the emeralds let's get you know it's kind of a more of a down-to-earth type of comedy so down to earth in the sense that it's not about the main adventure that Sonic's on until it is. I'm, I can't say too much, but yeah, I think she was funny. I think she got like when I was in the theaters, I think she got a lot of laughs from people and yeah, she was just Natasha Roth was going to kill it anyway. So I just love her versatility. And I'm saying that because it's like she plays funny characters very well. But like I've seen her on White Lotus, she plays subtle characters very well. So I just I just love I think any movie, any show, anything with Natasha Rothwell is going to be a treat. It's it's just going to be good. So I'm really glad they have her um, on this franchise because it makes it better. <laughs> like adding Idris already to and you have Jim Carrey, you got Natasha Rothwell. Like I feel like they definitely got a pretty decent casting list so in in it kind of comes together to make the movie just i don't know a good time and i feel like natasha kind of through the character makes the movie a good time so now we're at my favorite segment entitled it's giving entitled after the podcast title um basically where we give a score one to ten, one a hundred, fraction, decimal, negative. It's a it's a range, it's a score, it's an assessment, I guess if you want to call it, of just overall stuff like the quality of the film and takes in all types of stuff into account. So yeah, this is that and welcome to that. And without further ado, let's get it started. So I'm gonna start off with the with the movie. I'm gonna start off with just some points or some notes, and then just give my overall thoughts. But I feel like the superhero theme genre is kind of suffocating films. Uh, I feel like with TV shows, you got stuff like Invincible, which I feel like adds something fresh and new to the superhero genre. And The Boys as well. I'm trying to think of anything like immediate. But stuff like that, I feel like it's fresh. It's original. But when it comes to films, I just feel like a lot of these, I don't even know if you want to, definitely with corporations, but I feel like a lot of these films is just let's do a superhero movie like Marvel. Like literally, like I feel like the formula is really laid out like Marvel. Let's do a post credit scene. Let's introduce the, you know, the character. And, and I feel like even before Marvel, superhero movies did that. But now when Marvel really kind of made that a, a, a thing thing, I feel like everybody is just doing that formula. Let's do a superhero movie. Let's make them have to get some type of emerald or gem. Well, this is me just that has to do with a lot of different genres too but let's just get let's get this germ let's uh you know talk about responsibility of my powers and my powers are out of control and i gotta learn to balance them and 
I, I don't want my friends and family in it because then they're going to get hurt and I want to do things by myself. Like the same shit is over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Like I really feel like Sonic, I can see how you can kind of market and turn it and make it a superhero, like in, within the superhero genre. It's easy to do that. But I feel like, I don't know, Sonic can be more in the fantasy I don't know fantasy slash adventure but i guess that's a part of I, mean, I don't know i just i just felt like it was very formulaic the sonic one and two i just feel like it was very predictable it's very okay you got this and then this is this and then a group of people have been i i'm not trying to say too much but it's just i'm like uh okay okay i think as an adult it's more prevalent like i said always go back if you're talking about a kid's movie always go back to what you know watching it through a kid's lens kids are gonna love this <laughs> like they're gonna love it they don't really care about formula they want action they want colors they want scenes they want they want it all they want that and it gives that i feel like this movie does a good job in giving that so as a child i think it's great but as an adult, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. I'd be a little more critical if it's like a teenager slash adult movie, like Morbius, Mobius, whatever the fuck. Um, it just looked like it was a hack, hack type of movie. It was, let's squeeze out as many superhero characters as we can, even the ones that aren't in the main Marvel story. So I just, I'm, I'm tired of it. And I also feel like not just me being adult, I just feel like me living through literally when the MC universe started on film, um, cinematic universe started, like I, we were all there. I, I, if you're what, I guess if you millennial slash Gen Z, early, early, early Gen Z, I guess you remember they start out, well, the Hulk, I guess, but then Iron Man and then we... 2008 and then we start from where we are now so and it's been 14 years later and they're still doing marvel stuff and i'm just tired of superhero genres i'm really I, i'm just tired i'm just very very tired and i just feel like everybody is going the direction to make a quick buck um and by that direction i mean like having that same old tired ass formula and I don't want to give away the plot like that. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm trying my best not to do no spoilers. But it was just, I just feel like the superhero genre is suffocating the film industry. But that's just me. I was just, I was just tired. I was just very, 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 very tired. But well, I can do ASMR. I feel like I can do, I feel like I can really. I feel like I can do ASMR. I, I really think I can do that. I like sleep ASMR, like massage ASMRs. I feel like I can do like a, a TV review ASMR, film review ASMR. I think people would really like that. I think I would like that. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like, I guess live action uh, with the Sonic franchise, you can do like a pure fantasy mythos. I guess that would be cool to see. But 
I feel like that would be better with animated. I feel like you can tell more stories with animated when you're kind of doing that fantasy adventure type of thing. I mean, especially in the case of Sonic. But yeah, like I said, I just feel like the superhero shit is getting played out. And when you have the superhero shit tied with the, I call them Welcome to Earth films, when it's about an extraterrestrial somewhere, somehow ends up on Earth, is alone, and learns friends and family along the way on Earth, and learns the customs of Earth and stuff. And you would think that would be, that can be interesting. It can be, but it's too bad that most of that like I said, welcome to Earth films, like where, say, like Thor or pretty much any you know, shit, ET. Um, uh, oh, Enchanted, that has James Mars in it. Like, kind of these films where it's just like you, you get put in, you get put on Earth, usually in New York City or in a major city or something like that, and you have to learn the ways of the Earth. And along the way, you learn them, and at the end, you kind of you're more down to earth than you were before but that would be cool and fun or whatever but the perspective is usually always through like a white middle class type of lens like oh is this a a hot dog or oh there's gum on the street well elf was kind of funny elf was good I'm, I'm thinking about elf uh how he had to navigate through new york that was funny and that's elf but that's elf we don't compare that's elf um but it's usually always shown like what is this baseball like you know what i mean it, it's stuff like that like a diner like it's just very lame stuff and the characters are always kind of taken it's just very white very white middle class like very so many white movie references they make white celebrity references they make um and in this movie as well as just the rest of these welcome to earth films like i like to call them so when you have the superhero genre and then the same old tired let me learn about earth i'm an et type of thing and it's just very you only learn about white culture mainly white middle class suburban culture for the most part like fuck alvin and chipmunks well they're not ets but you know what i mean like you you see where i'm going with this I just feel like it's the same ass perspective and it's like why don't y'all take them to the hood why don't y'all take them to i don't know i don't know why i'm thinking about miami but anywhere that's not white suburbia you know and just anywhere anywhere else i'm just i'm just tired but anyway that's what i had to say about that and moving forward with my other notes but I, uh, hmm, let's talk about the other characters. I'm trying to think a little bit more on the characters. I feel like Knuckles' design looks so good. Like, I really like the detail they put into uh, his character. And I like the detail they put into Tails. I feel like also it's in part, it's in, it's due to where we're at with technology. I feel like you can really make a freak, freaky, freaky visuals, I feel like. Uh, in a lot of movies these days and visuals that we never really had even a mere 15 to 20 years ago like the visuals on this I feel like were definitely colorful action-packed they were lively stuff that will keep you engaged like it was pretty 
awesome, I would say. I, I really love the fight scenes as well between Knuckles and Sonic. It was given kind of Batman uh, versus Superman, kind of the Dawn of Justice film, I think. I believe that's what they're called, but um, it was given that. But it was fun. It was explosive. It was great. It was pretty awesome, like I said. So if I think it's awesome, the kids definitely were like mind blown by it and yeah, I, I just feel like we've come a long way when it comes to visuals and technology that you can really put on a amazing film. Um, oh, and also with the visuals, the Eggman visuals and references like uh, the Eggman from like the actual video game. I think they were definitely on point. Like you could kind of see them scattered throughout on Eggman's like machines and his logos and stuff. It was cool. I like it. Um... The acting to me, besides Jim Carrey and Natasha, and of course, like Sonic, and like the, the, the video game characters, I feel like the rest of the acting was kind of stale and sometimes a little weird at times. But like with the one of the, uh, I guess, uh, James Marsden character, his deputy sheriff character, um, not Tom, but Tom's deputy, he was kind of funny. Um, Eggman's right hand man he was he was getting a little weird it was getting a little weird it was getting a little smithers um he it was giving unhealthy obsession with Eggman and most likely sexual obsession too with Eggman as well so but yeah like I said beyond Natasha Rothwell's character Jim Carrey's of course like I've in you know Sonic Tales and uh Knuckles I just feel like the acting was just stale I was just like, eh. But once again, it is a kid's movie. So, uh, what else? What else? Honestly, those, I think those are the main, I think those are the main points I would say. I feel like overall, it was fun. It was a fun movie. I think sometimes it went a little long, but overall, I think they pulled it together. A lot of great action scenes, like I said. Mainly, I mean, this is a kid's movie. It's for the kids. The kids are going to enjoy it. Literally, I was in the movie theaters when um, when the movie ended. Literally, kids were standing up like, like bravo, bravo, like standing ovation. So I, that was really funny so the kids are gonna love it this is a great great movie for kids i think it was definitely interesting engaging electric even at some time so it's good i i already see the sonic theme birthday parties throughout the summer and throughout next year so get ready for that if y'all don't know and um yeah that's kind of what is giving i didn't plan on actually i didn't actually plan on doing this as a it's giving segment but fuck it we gonna make it i'd say this movie is giving and I, I don't know for movies it's very hard because there's so many different angles you can take it but especially with kids movies but as a child as a kids movie as a sonic kids movie I would say this movie, I would give it definitely like a 83, 82, 
I think it was great for kids. I think it was fun. I think it was engaging. Like I said, I'm going to keep saying that. I don't think it was a bad movie per se. It was just kind of lame and stale at some parts. But overall, I think it was like definitely in the B-ish range, kind of lower B-ish range. It's not a movie I would like go back to to watch constantly because it it, this is a movie where you you need to be a child to watch it constantly. And yeah, that's all I got to say. There's some kids movies where you can watch it all day, every day. But nah, this this movie is for kids. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about that. I'm really interested in seeing where this kind of breath of fresh air of Sonic, of the Sonic franchise, I'm really interested in seeing where it leads to. I feel like there's always some type of Sonic media, but it's not, like, global or it's not as prevalent. I feel like this one is one of the first major Sonic live action film franchises so i'm really interested in seeing where it's going i'm really looking forward to seeing some more characters because the sonic universe is just rich with characters and i love characters so um yeah i'm really i want to see amy i want to see silver i want to see that batgirl i want to see i want to see it all so really looking forward to the characters and looking forward to see where this franchise is going to go to be honest so yeah hope y'all enjoyed that all over the ass place review um get ready for sonic 3 that should i would assume that's coming in 2024 or something like that so get ready for that i'll be impressed if it comes out next year but i feel like it's gonna come in 2024 like I said, they're doing a spinoff focusing on Knuckles with Idris uh, in that same role as Knuckles. So get ready for that. I think that should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to give too much, but a special character will be in the next movie. So get ready to see them. And yeah, it's actually pretty cool that Sonic 2 so far as of April 10th at 9.16 p.m. EST is the seventh highest grossing film of 2022 so far. So that's pretty amazing that it's already doing those type of numbers. I feel like it set the precedent with the first movie. Uh, people already kind of get a feel of what Sonic is. And I also feel like Sonic has been introduced to probably younger kids because Sonic was heavy in the 90s, heavy in the 2000s. So 2010s, I feel like not too, too, too much. Sonic is still around especially with through Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but, and mm, Brawl. I feel like I played Sonic and Brawl too, but I feel like the young, young, young people, like seven, six, eight, I don't know if they know Sonic like that. So I feel like this movie will definitely be a great introduction for Sonic for them. And it's pretty impressive. They It's the seventh top 10 grossing film in US so far. I believe, domestic wise they already grow 71 million and international it's already 141 million and the production costs were 110 million and it's already it's it's the opening weekend right now so it's only gonna go up from here up from there so that's very impressive the first movie in comparison uh the production costs were about 85 to 90 million and it earned over 300 million i would estimate this film i can see it getting 350 million definitely 300 million range 
definitely also with people back in the movies. Uh, I think the number would definitely be around them, that that range, if not higher. And also keeping in mind, Sonic 1, although it came out in 2020, it was one of the last films to, I don't want to say last films, like it stopped, but like film stopped in 2020. But it was one of the last films to be in the actual movies before the pandemic really hit, hit like that. So uh, keeping that in mind as well, they actually had some great timing. So yeah, very, very cool to see that the film will be available on paramount plus 45 days after u.s release so shit i'd imagine sometime in may i'm not gonna do the math on that one but sometime in may it should be out or maybe early june like i said i'm not gonna do the math but definitely it's coming out it's coming out it's coming out it should be out paramount plus soon if you don't have it already actually real quick with paramount plus I feel like it's I, I think they got the nigga market on lock, at least for me. They got my ass. Cause they have BT plus. So they Paramount Plus, you can get BT plus is already with Paramount Plus to my understanding. Like I've been watching the uh the Miss Pat show, which has been really funny. Probably gonna try to watch Sisters and yeah, see what other stuff is on there. They have some other stuff, but if BT Plus wasn't on there, I probably wouldn't have gotten Paramount Plus, not going to lie. But it, Paramount Plus, they just launched, really. So we're going to see. <sighs> they just got us all with these damn streaming platforms. I already got about six, seven, eight of them. So <laughs> we're going to see how re- relevant Paramount Plus becomes. They have a, a lot of great Nickelodeon classics. So that's also a plus for me. Uh, but we'll see if more people get Paramount Plus. I haven't seen many people get it, but yeah. But yeah, hope y'all enjoyed this review, and I I'll be seeing y'all. You know, with Atlanta episodes as well. We're also going to. I I'm not confident yet of saying what we're going to have in the future because sometimes I make last minute decisions. There's some shows and movies that I wanted to do, but. For one reason or another, I just felt like it wasn't best. So I try not to say, okay, get ready for this because I don't want to disappoint and kind of put that pressure on myself. But also things just don't work out and I have the creative control. Sometimes I just feel like it's not best for now or for this show or the scope of this show. So, But anyway, hope y'all enjoyed and I will be talking with y'all in the next episode and see y'all later. <laughs>